Hello everyone, it's Dave. Before we get started, I just wanted to say, as usual, we are sponsored by Motor. If you are using a car to get around the Seattle area, use Motor. Get it on your phone, get the app, go to motormilitia.club. That's their website. And if you need help with a link, if you want to link up to their Twitter, if you want to link up to their Facebook, any of these places where you can get the information to get the app or find out more about them, go to the webpage on nobodiesnose.com for this episode and scroll all the way to the bottom and you'll see all that information plus a really cool picture. We support Motor. We hope you will too. The other thing I wanted to talk about is we have a new section in nobodiesnose.com called Signal Boost. And that is where we are highlighting things that other people do that we like. And the first thing we have up there is a thing called Yell Ya Better by Katie McVeigh. I don't even know how to describe it. Just go check it out. But the other thing I'm kind of excited about on there is someone that I know, someone much closer to me, is doing a Let's Play series on Minecraft. Basically, the number two thing in the Signal Boost section is a thing called Minecraft with Yejin. Now, Yejin hasn't played Minecraft for a few years and has decided to come back, give it a shot, and start recording his efforts. And the first thing that he does, the first five episodes that are up now, are short episodes of him going into a anarchy server, which is essentially a multiplayer server where anyone can do anything they want in the game. If you know Minecraft, you probably understand that. If you don't know Minecraft, this would be a good way to find out what all of this is all about. But it's very simple. Even when he played before, he never knew how to do much of anything. So he goes in there and basically just tries to survive, set up a base for himself, figure out what's going on in this world. In a place where any other player, if they even see you, can kill you, take all your stuff, destroy anything you've built. And it's fun. He, and he, you know, he kind of philosophizes and talks about things he's seeing. It's a little bit like if you ever saw John Green playing, there was a series of videos, John Green plays No Man's Sky, where he was a character named Franklin. It's a little bit like that, except Yejin has 49 followers on the channel that he's posting these on, as opposed to the millions of people that pay attention to what John Green does. But regardless, it's fun. Check it out if that sounds like it's your sort of thing. At least go take a look at the picture that we're using for the image for uh, for the first post on that one. It should give you a little bit of an idea about what this Yejin character is all about. Anyway, that's all I wanted to say. Let's get to the show. Here we go. Well, hello everyone, and welcome back to I've Known You Too Long. My name is Dave. You probably know that if you're listening to this by now. Um, and today we're going to do a follow-up episode. We're going to catch up with a person who has been on the show before. So sitting in front of me right now is Damian Johnston. Hello. How you doing, man? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well. We just figured out that it's been a year and a half since, you, uh, since you've been on the show. That's right. I would have guessed less than a year. I know. It doesn't seem long, but... Time is flying. Like, I've been better at accurately guessing how long things have been going by just wildly overshooting. Been like, what was that? Been like seven years? And then we'll look at it and be like, fuck, yeah, it's been seven years. Jesus. I thought it was. I thought you were going to tell me six months. Like, You're handicapping your, your guesses. Mm -hmm. Is that the right way to put that? Or is it, or is it a filter? I don't know. I'm padding them. Let's figure it out. Oh, you're padding it. Yeah, okay. padding my guesses. I've, I've got no... There's no formula to it. That's a good idea. Well, we could probably come up with one, though. I think the, every six months you think it is add three. Maybe I just think I'm doing it to make myself seem less forgetful because I've always been forgetful. But now that I'm getting older, I can't blame it on being like a space cadet like I have when I was a teenager. Now it's like now it's because I'm getting older. Like, <laughs> I don't want to admit any of that. 
that I'm getting that in any way I'm getting forgetful or losing any acuity or ability. <laughs> I don't want to admit any of it. It's happening, man. I used to have <laughs> fucking super eyes. Remember that? Oh, you did. My, uh, my eyes are crap now. Yeah, one of uh, my eyes is not so great. It's still pr- probably better than a lot of people's, but it's not like it used to be. I can't see like two miles. <laughs> let me ask. The signs. When you said you used to have super eyes, do I remember that? What specifically would situation would have we been in where we relied on your super eyes? On tour. Did we for like spotting uh, like signs and stuff, freeway like, ed- exit signs? Yeah, totally. Um, I'm always like, sh- I'm shit at those at the best of times, so I probably just let you guys do that. Even in playing enemy, which wasn't even that long ago, which was 20 years. No, I don't know. It wasn't that long ago. But <laughs> <laughs> getting close though, honestly. Um, they would make me sit up front, shotgun, because I could read street signs like six or seven streets down. Dude, I can't read a street sign usually when I'm at it half the time. Yeah, <laughs> and that's showed- that's not really new for me. No, and it's it's unusual. I mean, I did it first to show off, and then it was like it's like that part in Ratatouille where uh, they find out that uh, he can smell everything. Like I don't know, sorry, the beginning, like the little rat can smell all like the poison it's hidden in the food, mm-hmm. and it's like kind of a superpower. And he kind of is proud of himself for a second, and then it realized it becomes his mundane job to smell every single thing that people bring him. Right. I so I was I was gonna try job. to play this off like oh yeah that part, but I haven't seen Ratatouille. Really? I know it's dumb. It's Patton Oswalt, right? Yeah. And I like him. It, I just, I lost track with movies around that time. Okay. Well, it's there for you when you want it. I saw a few, but I couldn't get to the animation. It is there for me. It, that's, it's a gift that'll, that'll give mm-hmm. later. Yeah, it's good. What have you been doing since you were here last time, man? Um, I probably talked about letterpress last time. You, I think you were just getting it going. You were working in the frame shop. Mm-hmm. And so what's going on now? Still with the frame shop. Now I'm only in the frame shop like three hours a week. Like Monday evenings, I help them close down the shop. Um, I'm in the letterpress shop that we have built, mm-hmm. um, every day. And you guys are taking orders a little bit, uh, making cards generally. Um, and now they're getting carried in stores. It's a slow process. I mean, it's not, Oh, is... you're making a product that is like wholesaling out to stores. Mm-hmm. Oh, we sell it. We have a big store and we have tons of room. So, you know, we make a good price point on the cards I sell because, you know, it's like, you know, we sell everything. You know how wholesale works, right? You, you sure. own a store. Yeah, yeah. I've and I'm sure if, I, if people listening don't, they can guess or they can just not care. Well, here it doesn't the, matter. But. Here was the excursion way. You you pay for something mm-hmm. and then you don't price it high enough to ever make your money back and then sell half of it. Yeah. That's Is that what how you do it? Or do totally. you, have you figured out a better way? You give it to all your friends because what you really want is just to make people think you're cool. <laughs> I just want to have fun and make something and then, yeah. oh, God, now I have all this something. What do I do with it? Yeah. No. It's... uh. No, I'm trying to be more responsible because it's not my business. It's their business. I just run it. So I'm trying to make money for them. So, you know, we, we, we figure about four years till we start making money. That's cool. So we're into about a year, year and a half now, um, year and a half now. And, and you're enjoying yourself? Yeah. Yeah. Like in the shop alone, I think we made just a couple grand in a month just on my cards. And it's, you know, $5 cards. It's That's a lot of cards. Cool. Just in one store. And that's just uh, out of the dozen that I sell in. So... And does this have um, any, is it kind of like working at Kinko's where there's this like side opportunity for record label stuff or doing stuff for other labels? Yeah. And I have, I have access to the equipment anytime I want. Some of the equipment's actually mine. So um, I've been able to do some little side jobs for people too. Um, I made, uh, Eris has like a triple seven inch thing coming out and I designed and drew, designed and illustrated and printed all of the covers and their letterpress covers with like OB strips and everything. It's really cool. Cool. Yeah. All right. So, what label is that on? Uh, that is on Mylene Sheath. 
So coming it. soon, people. Yes, it is. Yeah, so lots of you know, lots of work, but um, it's it's still slow going, but it's really awesome. And then I'm also, as of last Tuesday, I am an official like real life letterpress instructor where I'm getting paid by school and everything. So, oh, you're teaching a class? Yeah, I was a teaching assistant for like five years. I, I'm sure I mentioned that in the last one. I don't. Um, I don't know that you did. I don't know that you did. It could just be me. Okay. Um. Yeah. I may. I may not have. But I had been. I've been a teaching assistant at the School of Visual Concepts, or we call it SVC, in downtown Seattle for like five years. Nice. And now you're a full blown teacher. Yeah. Now I have my first real class all by myself, where I have my own TAs. Did you gain that position through experience, or did you have to go to school? Uh, experience. You it's can a, do that. It's not an accredited school, so it's not like I needed a degree, which I do not have. So. Okay. That's what I was wondering. Yeah. I am a school of hard knocks, man. So do you want to get to business or do you have some more that you want to tell? Oh, I was just trying to think of all the stuff I've been doing just to see if there's anything else. But what, are you, wait, what are you doing musically? I'm still doing Great Falls. Yeah. Um, we're going to get ready to record our third, fourth record, I guess, fourth album. Um, in between the last time you recorded and this time, your your bandmate Shane had some kind of a bad injury, didn't he? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, we were playing at the Funhouse and he fell off the stage. Like he's always jumping in the crowd, mm-hmm. and, you know, being belligerent with people. But this time he like legit and people tripped. Are, people are like, someone's going to get hurt. Yeah. And he like legitimately like tripped on this little kicker box that's on the stage. They have like a new little, you know, kicker box, like, you know, low end speakers on the stage. That's actually like an inch higher than the stage. Super dangerous. Oh, yeah. And he totally ate shit on that and fell over and just busted his humerus right in half. Ooh. And it's bad. Which I, bone is that? That's the that arm bone. Top there. arm bone. Mm-hmm. Oh. On his left side. So his fretting hand. How and long did that take him out of the game? A lot while. He's actually still technically not 100%. They don't put you, like, in a real cast always anymore. Mm. So he just had this weird, like, strap system that kind of strapped it to his body. Obamacare, am I right? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Well, good thing we won't have to worry about that anymore. No, I know. He sat in his death panel for just long enough where they decided, like, well... (laughs) He only got one. We're not going to make Soylent Green out of you, but we're going to uh, not give you a cast either. Man, least effective secret Muslim terrorist ever. I know think he only killed people in Muslim countries. He did. He's only a, a scourge of the Middle East, really. <laughs> All right, well, we weren't talking about that yet. We were talking about your band stuff. So you got another record coming out. Yeah, there'll be another record coming out. Um, we probably honestly won't. Re- we, it's possible that we'll be recording it in October because I'm not sure if I'm supposed to mention this, but I'll be going down to San Francisco in October to start playing guitar for another band for just a tour. We're doing like uh, the Southwest and we're playing Southwest Terror Fest. And you're not supposed to mention who this band is. Not supposed to. It's not, I mean, most people probably haven't heard of it anyway, but I think it's because the Southwest Terror Fest people don't want to have the lineup announced yet. Okay. But there's a, there's a, is this a band that's, is this some kind of a reunion thing? No, no, it's it's nothing like that. Okay. It's a currently functioning band. Okay. We we could say it and then you could just like, if you want over it or something. (laughs) Yeah. It's this band us. Okay. Yeah. But, and um, that can't be in the show, so I'll... I'll yeah. Yep. But if you want to beep it, that might be funny. <laughs> hold, on, so hold on a second. No way. Are you kidding me? People are going to lose... People are going to lose their minds when they hear that band is actually going to be playing at the what fest? Southwest Terror Fest. Yeah, that's crazy, dude. Wait, people, listen. We weren't. We didn't have clearance to uh, announce it on this, this episode, but when you hear it, you'll know. Yeah, you'll lose your mind, not because it's really great news, but because you're so fragile. 
Wait, you're not using the word snowflake these days, are you? No, no. No, absolutely not. You're on your way, though, with that fragile stuff. That's true. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm apparently not very sensitive. <laughs> so what else is going on? You're still doing label stuff? Still doing some label stuff. Uh, finishing up the live KTL cassette series. Um, I have 9, 10, 11, and 12 coming out this year, and I'll be done. Oh, you're not going to do... It's a, a dozen? It's a dozen. And then you'll do 13, because something will happen that you weren't planning for, and you'll be like, ah, Baker's dozen. Maybe. We'll see. <laughs> I know how these things work. Yeah, but I'm, I'm, I'm going to basically stop doing it. I've been starting to put like prints and uh, uh, little other projects, art projects and stuff I've made from by myself and by other artists, mainly comic artists. Um, I'm also, yeah, doing a weekly comics podcast too called The Comics Roast now. Is it already out? It's been out for years, actually. But, but you're just starting to be on it? I've been on for a little over a year now. Okay, I didn't know anything about this. So yeah. We'll link that for sure on the page. So go to nobody'snose.com. Go to the page for this episode. It's going to be episode 26.5, I think is what this one is. Nice. Yeah, check it out. I'll link to the episode so people can give it a listen. Yeah, it's fun. Uh, it's these three dudes from Chicago. They're all hardcore kids, old hardcore kids. Um, they're like a little bit younger than me, but they're all rad kids. And we talk about comics and it, it often degrades down into politics and me ranting for 20 minutes about gentrification or something, but it's sweet. <laughs> we try to focus on comics as much as possible. In fact, we're trying to sort of retool it as of this year and we'll see what comes of it. But it, it got to the point where it started becoming like hour and a half every week of us just like rambling. Right. <laughs> well, that's like, well, this isn't fun to listen so to. So like a, a podcast. Yeah, totally. Like, <laughs> we just realized I mean, we have decent listeners, listenership or whatever, but we just need to uh, kind of focus it a little bit. Okay. Bring it in. So. Cool. Well, hopefully, you, hopefully you'll gain a couple more listeners off this one or two. Hey, people, if you listen to this podcast, I know there's a few of you. Go check out that other one. <laughs> and if you're for some reason from that other podcast listening to this, hey, welcome. Yeah. Go listen to all the rest of mine. <laughs> yeah, they're good. All right. So I figure we should. There's there's two lines of like topics that I want to get into with you. Sure. Because there's two places where the world is going crazy, mm -hmm. and both of them, I almost. I mean, at least, at least once a week, if not every day of the week, I think to myself, what would Damien think about this? <laughs> or I look on Facebook and see what you would think about something I don't even know about yet. <laughs> and all of this is because somehow Donald Trump got elected. Mm -hmm. We were recording this on the 12th of January. He is eight days away from the inauguration. Yep. And he had his first press conference yesterday, if you want to call it that. And it's insane. Everything that's going on is insane. Today, they announced that they're going to be investigating the FBI. The Justice Department's going to be investigating the FBI for their conduct prior to the election because they had all this information on Trump, but they released BS information on Clinton to sway the election. And since all the stuff that's coming out is that Russia was trying to sway the election, maybe the real agent was Comey. <laughs> That's the FBI director. Anyway, that's a that's my that was some commentary along with what's been going on. Damien, where are you at today with what's going on? It's fucking bananas, man. It's so crazy. I mean, it's we have a cartoonishly un underqualified person going to have essentially the most powerful office in the world. <laughs> it's it's in, okay. When I heard the clapping and cheering. When he was talking down to the reporters yesterday while watching the, the press conference, I, th I thought to myself, what what reporters would do that? And I thought, well, they must be. Are they trying to cheer on the person that he's that he's talking down to? And then I heard shortly after that he had packed the room with his own staffers so that it would sound like a Trump rally whenever he, they needed 
backing him up. Yeah, it's always a show. That is crazy. Oh, it's crazy. I mean, he he's the one. He was using the term that the countries like Nazi Germany, yet he actually had fake like seat filler clapper and cheers for when he denounced the press. Yeah. The the loot. What is that? They Lupin Massa or whatever. No, yeah, exactly. Lugan press. Or Lugan press. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh God. So that's the world we're living in. It is. Yeah. I mean, I. It's. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Look, there's still part of me that is going to be completely surprised when he actually gets sworn in. It's eight days. I still can't believe that another shoe isn't going to drop. A lot can happen in eight days. Apparently nowadays. A lot can be forgotten, though, in eight days, too. I mean, this is... Yeah, but I also wanted... I mean, I thought there was there would be more on that whole electoral college thing. Yeah. But I just lost... I mean, what is wrong with people? <laughs> I know. I thought there'd be more defectors, but nope. Apparently no one wanted to step out on a ledge. Yeah, I mean, I've... You know, I defended the electoral college in the past, so I had a hard time, like, coming out against it just because I was very disappointed with the outcome. But that said... I think I've defended it in the context of maybe how it was more valuable in the past. I'm interested because I, I don't, I, I, I've never really been one to like fight on this issue. Mm -hmm. Tell me the defense for the electoral college. Well, it's a historical defense. Mm -hmm. I don't think, I, I think all of that said, the little caveat is that I don't see any reason to have it anymore. It doesn't seem to make any sense any longer. Right. It's, it's kind of like we're not a democracy. Yeah, like essentially, once the phone, oh, we're not. Once the phone existed, it was useless. I mean, to me, because the pro the point is that like you have all these independent states essentially, which are you know United States. They're they're sort of their own independent thing. And if you go just by pure popular vote, just by the population, it stands to reason that the coast, the centers of business, centers of commerce, will be and culture and culture, fair point. Um, will be essentially in control of the entire country. Mm -hmm. And then you have people who have concerns in like Iowa and, you know, Boise and all the stuff that, that whose voice should count as much as everyone else's. So mm -hmm. to me, from what I gather, the Electoral College was sort of put there to kind of guarantee that, you know, even though California is going to have more say than New Hampshire, like that it's a little bit fairer as far as the volume of the voices. You'd think there were some mechanism available to human beings to be able to move to a place where you're where you felt that your voice had more more sway you know it's true but i mean it's yeah. and actually <laughs> those their votes are worth more in those states they are worth more they vote the equivalent of many many other people mm -hmm. in the centers of commerce and culture and industry in this country it's very true it is incredibly frustrating it is i mean i think the point is and people that live on ranches and farmland and just go to church and know the people in their small town are by and large I don't mean everybody, but by and large, more likely to hold views that run counter to the popular view of the country. The idea yes. of a progressive, like they're going to be anti-gay. They're going to be separatist, if not racist. They're going to have all kinds of old school. They're going to think religion belongs in the government. because, And it's the way to destroy that is travel and association with other types of people. And they don't get as much of that. I mean, maybe they travel, but I don't know. I mean, well, perspective. They don't have perspective. Perspective. Like, yeah. And so it's frustrating that they have so much political clout. Mm -hmm. I mean, some part of my defense is, especially a long time ago, these people still contributed and at one point quite greatly to the economy when we were agrarian. Yes. And it made a lot more sense then because, 
essentially they would you could argue that there was almost like a serfdom level of power if they didn't have that. Dude, we've like, said agrarian and serfdom <laughs> in the same <laughs> in the same little section, dude. Now yeah. you're kind of winning me over to it, brah. <laughs> but all that said, like it makes a lot of sense when those people don't have a voice that can travel outside of their town. You know, they don't right like they're like they don't like to. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, it's like when you don't when you're living in Chicago or New York or San Francisco or Seattle or wherever, and you don't even get to hear their voice because it's just so quiet, it's so far away, and it just doesn't matter. Um, they still need to be heard, and they still need to feel like they're part of the process. So there was a time that I felt like that made sense, but once. Especially. Well, and their their senators already are giving them too much representation. On top of the fact that their presidential votes are too powerful, they are already overrepresented in the Senate. Yes. It's garbage. Yeah. And we can get into the gerrymandering thing, too, if you want. And then gerrymandering on top of it. You know where it came from? Gerrymandering? There was a guy named Jerry? Yes. Actually. Is that true? <laughs> yeah. So the Hold on. So the dumbest solution to that is the one? He had redrawn a district. That was fucking. Is crazy. his name gerrymander? No, no. Uh-huh. But and I'm, I might be a little off on the Jerry part, but I'm pretty sure. That, um, but Gerald Mander. I, I think it might be Gerald. He was he was Sir Gerald Mander. He drew a district that looks so crazy in order to like keep himself in power. It looked like a salamander, so it's a gerrymander, and that's where it comes from. <laughs> that I do not believe. <laughs> What are you trying to do? I, you even have a look on your face like you got caught. No, you should you shouldn't believe it, but you should look it up when you get a chance. I'm sure the story is a lot cooler and better if it's told by someone who didn't read that like ten years ago. But the other day I, I was recording something and I said that the horizon line is 13 miles away. Mm-hmm. And today I was in a store and I heard one of the employees say, "Well, you can only see eight miles till you hit the horizon." And I stopped because I had overheard him and thought. He's wrong or I am. Yeah. And I or both. I, I didn't even look at oh, oh, oh thank you. Yeah. Wow. See, I love it. You're bringing a new perspective because I actually <laughs> didn't think of the third way. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Is it 13 miles? I have no idea. I am agnostic on that. You'd have to we'd have to look it up. My- I'm assuming total flatland, right? Like if there were no trees or mountains obstructing the proof that we live on a flat earth. <laughs> your eyes can only see <laughs> 13 miles, if you have good vision like you. So yeah, maybe so someone like me, it's like more like eight. I don't know. <laughs> uh, I have no idea. Okay. I mean, we, we have devices in our pockets right now that we could figure yeah, that out. Yeah, but I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. I, I know. Mean, people can... I, I like the idea that maybe someone listening to this would be like, ah, now I got to look it up. Um, I know. Well, it drives my wife crazy. We had an argument about it the other day. We're, we've, uh, we, had, we were separated for a period of time in this last year oh, and a half wow. as well, but we're reconciling and we're working stuff out. Congratulations. Thank you. Um, but it drives her fucking nuts that... She'll say something. She'll, you know, it'd be something like that. Or like, who was that guy in that movie? And I just pull my phone out and I look it up. And she's like, what are you doing? I was like, well, I'm trying to figure out the answer. She's like, well, don't you want to talk about it? I was like, no, I don't want to sit here and just be wrong longer. Like, first of all, it doesn't, you know, what, you know, Robert Daniel's first movie doesn't matter. To, I mean, it matters, but it doesn't matter. So let's just find out what the answer is and move on. What was the answer? I just made, I just, I just pulled that example out of my top of my head. I have no idea. Raging Bull. Was that his first no, movie? Uh, was it Mean Streets? Was that introducing Robert De Niro? Or is he and Alice doesn't live here anymore? No. He's not? See, I don't know. Maybe. I don't know either. And I'm I'm not going to look it up. I'm fucking tracing the shape of my phone in my pocket right now. (laughs) I want to look it up so bad. I can see you doing it. I know. I should put my phone in the hallway. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, sure. And it's probably totally something else, but... 
So the flat earther thing mm-hmm. that brings me to what you were talking about on Facebook today. You made a kind of angry post about, Oh, explain it, explain it. Cause I'm not going to explain it. Right. Okay. I'm, who knows if I will either. Um, I just had a little exchange with someone today. Um, someone very liberal, um, probably very compassionate and considerate of a lot of people's feelings and, you know, generally someone I would consider an ally in a lot of ways, but they, they sensed a little dissent from me because I was questioning part of this, uh, this healthcare thing that didn't pass last night about the, uh, I think it was cheaper prescription, prescription drugs. drugs from Canada. Yeah. It's Amy Cole butcher from Minnesota and Bernie Sanders, I believe, uh, sponsored it. It was kind of part of this whole Obama. Pe- and then a bunch of Democrats voted against it. A bunch did. Yeah. yeah. Cory Brooker, who's like the big star right now from yeah. New Jersey and people love him. Um, he's really charming and charismatic and he's kind of got what it takes as, yep. as, as the book would say. Have you read the book? What it takes? Oh, no, I haven't. You should look it up. All I know is that Trump says he's got a lot of dirt on him. Whatever. <laughs> he t- well, Trump tweeted that. Yeah, of course. Oh, okay, well, then it's been carved into stone somewhere. <laughs> um, yeah, so I was I was just, uh, I even though I agreed with this person, too, I, mm-hmm. I agreed. I was like, oh, yeah, you know, they probably should have passed that. But, I mean, to be fair, there's probably reasons against it. And they just, like, went bananas and called me, like, a conservative apologist and all this nonsense. This is something that drives me crazy too, because it's, you know, the one thing that I saw the quick little, like whatever, some bullshit news site that you probably shouldn't pay attention to. I just clicked on it to see what this hubbub was about Mm -hmm. with this bill. And it said that these, you know, Democrats didn't vote for it either. 16 of them or something like that. And it said, well, clearly it's because they've got donation money from these things. It's like, well, wait a minute. They have to answer for that vote. There, there could very well be something else in that bill. You know, you know, I, mm-hmm. I don't know. I yeah. don't know enough to, and I won't take a firm stand on something like that if I don't know. Exactly, and that's that's very responsible. And that's not what was the common thread through this entire thing. This is my problem. Like this is what I talked about. Like I used to think for a while that like the Trumpkins, mm-hmm. like they were the ones who just had zero problem with magical thinking, conspiracy yep. theory. Didn't just ca- they wouldn't even believe it was a lie if you could prove it to them. Yep, yep. exactly. I mean they. It's just like because of how Trump is, I will say there's that term benefit of the doubt. He doesn't he never, ever deserves a benefit of the doubt. No, at this point, if he says stuff that sounds true, we have to assume he's lying. We have to. And it's not because we hate him. It's because it's the responsible thing to do because mm-hmm. he has shown himself time and time again to be incapable of being honest. But someone like Patty Murray, Marie Cantwell, Cory Booker, they deserve the benefit of the doubt. They do. They do not deserve you jumping to some logical fallacy of like, well, they have to be working for the pharmaceutical companies and be like, well, I don't know if that's true. It's like, well, then what then? It's well, like, those well, are all Democrats that you named. Would you say the same for like a John McCain? Sure. Okay. Yeah. Right. No, I don't. Th- I don't think anyone is a monolith. I don't. By think the way, I hate Republicans. Yeah, yeah, me too. I'm just thinking. I'm just trying <laughs> to think of one that has some respect, like to some degree. He still begrudgingly supported the candidate of his party. Sure. Yeah. I'm not no. even sure he did that, but he didn't come out and say. Let's uh, let's have a duel on the steps of the Capitol. You besmirched my military record, you asshole. Uh, if this were if this were real America, the America that <laughs> make America great again, we would fight to the death over your words. Yeah, I know. That's the John McCain I would love to see. And then I'd be like, oh, God, that guy should run for president. I might vote for him. I know. I John McCain twenty years ago, I might have voted for. Yeah, just take the social politics out of it. Yeah, we fight about the money stuff. I don't mind if we fight about the money stuff, but. Just yeah. can't have the religious or bullshit the, in there. The war stuff's not great either. Yeah, we can, no, I, I don't want to fight about any of it. 
because my side's clearly right. It's just it's losing. <laughs> Even though it gets more votes, it loses. Yeah. Some fucking how. No, it's fucking frustrating. So there's this, you know, so now within it's this idea that like it's completely fine to just come up with a narrative and then just do whatever. Use confirmation bias to just support mm-hmm. that narrative forever. And that was just something I'd always see on the right. Always. It was just like, you know, I can I can there's almost too many examples to give you one. <laughs> Right, this person, and it sounds like this person wasn't angry with you about the information that you were going to put forward. They were angry at you for wanting to look for the information. Certainly. Yeah. That is a problem. I posed some hypotheticals. I was like, it could be, you know, I said some, I, I, first of all, I think I made her feel bad because I clearly had researched it a lot and I said what she'd said. It was hyperbolic because it was. She said something like, this is just another example of how all Democrats are Republicans. I was like, okay, take it down about a million notches. (laughs) Like, let's not lose our minds. And that apparently was very bad. And I became, I was accused of mansplaining, which is a real thing. And I, I totally, (laughs) I totally think it's a bad thing. I just don't think it needs to be every time a man speaks to you is not mansplaining. Well, it's becoming, it's almost like there's a denotation and a connotation. The denotation of mansplaining, which I'm going to mansplain to you now because I think you already know what I'm going to say. So this is literally mansplaining is a man, a male explaining something to you that you already know as if you don't already know it. Yes. Explaining something to you that you don't know or wouldn't know isn't mansplaining. It's just talking, but it's become a, it's taking on a, that's the connotation of it, right? It's just anytime a man is annoying you, it's mansplaining. Exactly. She said it was annoying and sexist and mansplaining. And I was like, well, okay, here's the problem. (laughs) I don't know how to continue with this conversation in any other way because you're wrong. Yeah, I can't. So that's It's like trying to meet. Okay. So welcome to the new alt-right pro-man version of I've known you too long. No, it's not. That's not at all what we're doing. But this is real frustration in the world, the way we interact with people. Right. And I think people have a really hard time with being shamed. Like, as if if shaming someone is necessarily bad, which it's not. There's constructive shame. I have a problem with the idea that it's shaming to correct an incorrect assumption. I think people feel shame. People feel feel shame, but I don't think the intent is to cause shame. No, no, of course not. I mean, I've, I'm not. In fact, I tr- I tr- I, she said I was being passive aggressive when I tried to be like, can you please explain to me, first of all, how I'm being racist or sexist or whatever the hell it was. And she said that she gets paid too much to waste time to, to teach me how to pull my head out of my ass or something. Cause basically I, was what once, I-, <laughs> I was told that by a riot girl in like 1992, and that's yeah. why I never got on board with that movement as much as I, I should have. Yeah, you know? for sure. Uh, we don't have time to educate you right now. And I was the reason why we were trying to have the conversation is because we had a friend at this show in Bellingham. It was his first show. Mm-hmm. And he, there was a bad experience involving him, the girls in this band. It wasn't terrible. He just had questions. He didn't understand why they would say something they said from the stage. And instead of taking that opportunity, it was an opportunity to have a big firestorm battle about right. Mm-hmm. He didn't understand. It's not that he didn't understand their politics within punk rock. He didn't understand punk rock. Mm-hmm. Like, so we couldn't get him in the door because he, you know, and so I just had such a bad, that yeah. was such a bad experience, but that was the same exact thing. Don't have time to educate you. Well, I just don't under, I have you always have time to educate someone, even if you're like, hey, I can't, you know, I can't deal with this right now. If you're legitimately concerned, we can talk about it later. We can talk about it in a non because I, I even said, like, do you want to just talk about this on private message? We don't have to do this in public. You can just tell me when you have the time and I won't even respond to it. Like, yeah, if, if we don't have to have it back and forth, you can just if you I would appreciate being, you know, com- communication is two way. Right. So, like, if you just want to 
get what is your thinking inside out, play on the top of a mountain to no audience. Just sure. get it out. Sure. Like with no response or, or have the argument in a mirror. Absolutely. Which I do. Okay. <laughs> but <laughs> I, I made the mistake of using specific examples. I was like, oh, well, maybe this bill would be in violation of 1994's Prescription Drug Marketplace Act. And that would cause legal precedent with NAFTA because prescription drugs don't fall under free trade. You know, it's all these things I happen to know because I because oh, I read wait, about this stuff. I, you're like, it's just something I happen to know because <laughs> like I read about it. I did not say that. Thankfully. I think you did. <laughs> and like you looked at her like. And she could tell that you were thinking, can yeah, because I looked at her. <laughs> can you read? So um, hold on a second. We're going to go to a commercial and then we'll be back with two white guys in a Pizzagate shop. Oh, Jesus. OK, no, we're back. <laughs> All right. So um, so it's just it was frustrating because I, I have a legitimate desire to be educated and not be ignorant. I would prefer not to be ignorant. I would I'd never want to argue from a position of ignorance because it's ignorant. <laughs> I want to know the truth of a situation. Absolutely. And if I don't, if I'm wrong, I want someone to be able to say, oh, I don't think that's right. And then tell me about it. And I go, oh, why did I think that? You know, like Mm -hmm. that to me, that's just that's the essence of it all. That's, you know, everything I ever found out was, look, anytime you changed your mind or like adopted a new thing, it was you were wrong or ignorant beforehand. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, back when we were straight edge, I. No, no, no. I guess you could say we because both of us in the room aren't right yeah. now. But back when you were straight edge. Yeah, back when I was straight edge. Um, I was very conservative, not politically, but as far as like, I think, as far as my communication skills were. I was mm. I was young, maybe naive, but I was pretty certain I was right. And my I spent more of my time, when I decided to start engaging people, I spent more of my time like waiting for my chance to talk so I could oh. like talk my way into making sure I everyone understood how right I was. Or, really? Or I knew how right I was. Oh, certainly. I mean, I think being friends with Mark made it more difficult because he's so opinionated. But Mark, he's also... Mark Holcomb? Yeah. He, but he's he, also, like, right He, by the way, the <laughs> was the first person to tell me about the topic we're going to go into after we get out of politics. <laughs> so Mark is going to come up more than once. Nice. But oh, I love Mark. I love... This is Mark from Undertow we're talking about. Yeah. So you felt you got that from Mark. Well, no, I didn't get that. You, no, 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 I didn't get you that. You had Mark. to be able to go toe-to-toe with Mark. Yeah, Mark challenged me in ways that I hadn't been challenged before. Like, he was... It, it was not an echo chamber being around Mark. Aggressive stance. An aggressive stance. And if you if you gave him... If he sensed weakness in your argument, <laughs> he was going to attack you. But I think he came... He came from all of his perspective and arguments. I think came from a place of rational thinking which i don't see much right and if you don't play with a stronger opponent or at least an opponent as good as you you're not going to get better at whatever it is you're doing right exactly like you know you know that remember that that thing with the kid jumping over the like six inch high hurdles Mm -hmm. (laughs) and they were like if you don't (laughs) inspire your kid to succeed whatever you know and then they give him a participation trophy afterwards i guess i don't know so um yeah i want you know I like someone who wants to come in and do battle and to come with facts and be able to back up what they say. And that's what I've been so frustrated for eight years. Republicans have talked shit. Conservatives have talked shit. They couldn't back up with reality. Mm-hmm. It was all this Breitbart bullshit, all this fake news stuff, all this birther nonsense and all kinds of garbage. And then claims about economics that are not backed up by numbers. Right. Ever. Yeah, we have to hear about trickle-down fucking economics every four or five years now. And, and they don't call like... it trickle-down. They just say the, the things that will happen if you... Yeah. And it's bullshit. It's bullshit. Democrats turn the economy around. Republicans blow the money. Give it back to... Give it to rich people. Mm-hmm. Um. So... And that's just... That's historically what's happened. Yeah. 
But now I'm seeing it happen on my side. And that's what we're getting to. You're seeing, well, you, okay. I see a little bit of it too. Mm-hmm. I, I, there have been some things that have annoyed me. I was annoyed. Okay. I'm going to get, listen, <laughs> let's, let's define something. We should always define our terms. Yeah. Before we go forward, because what I'm about to say is going to piss some people off. Okay. You can disagree with part of something and still agree with the majority of it. Sure. For example, Obama has been a great president. He's also a murderer. Yes. Like all presidents are that have had any kind of war that we know about or clandestine services where people have died, they are all the person who authorizes the murder. That is something that I can't morally I mean, I can, but society can't morally get their head around, right? Like, like support. So yes, even though those things that he's responsible for are terrible and he has blood on his hands, in terms of other things that he's done that they all also have to do, I support him. I think he's done a great job. Mm-hmm. So I partially think Obama is a great president. Yes. And so... Totally on board. So looking at the majority of a thing on this chart, I say, Obama's been a great president. And I don't need immediate, well, I'm sure the drone strike people didn't think so. When he, you know, it's like, <laughs> no, 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 we don't. I've taken that into account already. Mm-hmm. I know about it. Good. We have these conversations. Good. But we don't have to have that conversation every time. I think it's okay. We aren't two groups of people in this country or three or four groups of people who all think the exact same thing. So setting that up, Meryl Streep's speech. <laughs> Uh, I mean, besides the fact she was off by a year, I thought she did a great job. Was she off by a year? He did the imitation in 2015. What imitation? Oh, the imitation. Yeah. (laughs) The imitation, which was an imitation. Yeah. She was right about that. Oh, so she said the the wrong year? Yeah, she said the best performance this year. Oh. Oh. Well, she probably saw it this year. Yeah, she probably did. Well, yeah, because he also did it in like November of 2015. Oh, well, does that count for Because I know the years are a little bit different with the seasons. (laughs) No, the, honestly. Yeah, what like, time zone was that in? It might have been, it might have been a few months the, off the, from us. Well, it's the foreign press, so yeah. I don't know. No, the thing about no, I was annoyed that she decided to go after football and mixed martial arts, and here's why: I'm not a big sports fan, right? I respect mixed martial arts, and I respect what guys that can play professional level football do. But yeah, I mean, a lot of dumb people consume that product, but a lot of smart people consume that product too, and the people that consume that product need to be on our side. Sure. They need to be on your side. She made it two things that needed to be done by her speech. She needed to, or she's just speaking to the echo chamber. She's just speaking to the people that already agree to her. If that's the case, that's fine. She should have like, she should have talked about how, you know, Christian people in the Midwest are awful. And she just kept, <laughs> she should have just kept going and just done more denouncing of people in this country. The people who went out to the polls and got this guy into the presidency. So I don't know why you would do that. I don't know why you would go after that and then make this whole thing. about Those are not arts. It's like, come on. Like she's doubling down on the mixed martial well, arts thing. And it seems like a bit of a straw man, too. I mean, I don't are people. I think people who enjoy those things don't even think of it that way. Like, that seems like that's a weird. Right. And it's not like they're not also watching TV the rest of the time and going to the movies and going to, they probably look, most of those people probably think she's a great actress because she is. And she said those things that I thought were damaging and hurtful to her point within an overall thing 
that I mostly support and, and liked mm-hmm. and wished the message came to you stronger. And pe- so I'm seeing, you know, I'm seeing people share it and excited about her emotion there and that she used that opportunity. And I'm like, yeah, that's awesome. And then I hear it and I go, and while I'm hearing, it, I'm like, ah, I wish she hadn't said that. Yeah. that. But you know what? This is still cool. And then in the next day of social media, I see people coming out and saying, she talked shit on football. She talked shit on mixed martial arts. And then other people saying, oh, you're going to throw away her whole message because of that. And no one being able to parse out the things. Right. Yeah. And also people actually getting mad, like on the left that support her, that anyone that they think are on their side would listen to the side of the people that are mad that she called out football and mixed martial arts. So it, that's kind of, it feels to me that's kind of the same thing. Like it doesn't have to be all or nothing. Mm-hmm. We need to be a group of people with varied ideas generally moving in the right, in the same political direction. Yeah. I mean, there's no reason you can't go, you know, you, I mean, we can't, of course, go up to Meryl Streep after she gives her speech, but you couldn't go up and be like, hey, you know, overall, that was a great job. Great, you know, great emotion, great message. I've got some notes. <laughs> I would, I don't know that notes are worthwhile after the performance. No, but she unless still has... Unless there's still, going to be another performance. Sure, but in her world, she still carries the responsibility of those words as long as they're remembered, so... Okay, that's what you're saying. You know, but I wouldn't... Yeah, I would just say... But, I mean, we don't owe Meryl Streep anything, so... Nope. She's fine. Um, but, no, it goes along with exactly what you're saying, that you can take parts of something and, like... I mean, you know, George W. Bush, guy was a monster. Yeah. And allowed himself to be controlled by a worse monster. Yep. And did some terrible stuff, but did amazing work in Africa. Did amazing work in Africa, and I'm sorry, when he's not in a political situation, and you see him with that dopey look on his face, painting a picture, running around with a dog. Oh, his paintings are adorable. <laughs> yeah, and you, and with his wife, who seems to, you know I mean, and, and people on the opposite side of the aisle that just know him personally seem to, you know, why is he holding hands with Michelle Obama? Stuff like that. Like When he's doing that little dance with her, it's like okay, amazing. But this guy is such a dope. <laughs> That at that funeral or at that uh, memorial service, he was starting to move his hands and dance to the music. That's he's a child man. Yeah. And you know what? His dad was still like, I mean, I'm sorry. Dana Carvey's impression of his dad kind of made him lovable. Mm-hmm. A lovable ex head of the CIA. Yeah. Murder too. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. So, yeah, yeah. Not calling out drone strikes, more like garroting someone in an alley. <laughs> the way I like it. Yeah. <laughs> His stealth, his stealth skills are real high. Look, I, I would love to live in a world where none of that ever had to happen. Yeah, be wonderful. And, and you know, That'd the Bernie Sanders thing. I mean, a lot of the people that criticize me are ones that see me as criticizing Bernie Sanders. Although I supported him very early on. Yeah. Um, I caucused for him. Yeah, I did. I he, as he as, won. He won our state. Didn't yeah. win the nomination. So I went with the. Uh, I exactly. went with the next best thing. Well, yeah, I learned some fucking game theory that could I win, mean... and 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 did by yeah, I learned some game theory. <laughs> but hold on, um. Maybe you should learn some game theory. Yeah, exactly. I I, th- I realize that's the filter everyone like. That's the, that's what everyone's hearing. Like they all have the, the fucking the Siri reading their fucking messages to them, and they've they've they put it on like the annoying condescending voice. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean Bernie Sanders. I thought he was great, but I mean you know look at his fucking support of the bombing of Kosovo, where tons of innocent people died. He had no problem with that, and. The attacks on uh, Israel against the people in Gaza completely supported that. I mean, he's not completely clean either. I mean, he's not. He's the literally he's the best we've seen on that level mm-hmm. and still dirty. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're so, going to you're going to get your hands dirty. So I mean, you've <laughs> got to extrapolate that through your life. Like mm-hmm. if you knew everything about every person that, you know, and you applied the standard, you'd have no friends. You wouldn't be able to be around anybody. 
People have, and and people do awful shit at one point. And you point wouldn't be able to stand change. anybody ever. I mean, right? You, you, everyone around you would be monsters. Yeah. Well, that's exactly what I meant. Oh, that's right. Okay, yeah. And not you. I meant. Like, oh, oh, the, yeah. The way you see the world. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, yeah. What's gonna happen, man? Trump's coming in. <laughs> what are your predictions for? Do you have any predictions for I, the first half of this year? Dude, I have no idea. It's gonna be. It's, I mean, it doesn't matter anymore. I fucking subscribed to Jacobin Magazine the day after Trump won. I was just like, it doesn't matter anymore. Fuck it. I'm going as far left as possible. <laughs> Jacobin? I don't even know what that is. It's like a socialist magazine. Oh, yeah? Uh, it's great. Hey, how did you feel about people um, that had been pretty definitively anti-gun the day after the election saying, oh, I don't know, now I feel like I should get a gun? Like, how did you, is, that's an interesting thing, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I kind of like it. I mean, it gives you some perspective on, like, maybe why all these people decided they needed guns, too. People, well, I think that the reality hit home to people that the way that things are, and people always think this about everything, mm -hmm. about their jobs, about their living situation. The way it is now won't be the way it is tomorrow, necessarily. At some point, things could change. They could get better, they could get worse. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people who, I mean, you know, to, to their credit, some people said, nope. Not even now, you know, but yeah. I think it made, I think it upset them that the side that had all the guns now had all of the power. Yeah. You know, Eric Markley, right? Oh, yes. I love Eric. He, um, hey, Eric. I'm sure he's listening. Yeah. I love what, uh, I, I think he'd favorited something I said where I just said something like, I love that all liberals are buying guns now because <laughs> I actually, I, I'm probably a little to the right or maybe a little center when it comes on guns and something. I don't like, too. I don't like them personally. I don't want one. I'm glad I don't own one. Mm -hmm. But I think being a liberal and being a Democrat, I honestly think we're a little backwards when it comes to that. Like, it's kind of clear to me in the Constitution what it says. Do I necessarily agree with it? I don't. And you can but, actually go back. People, they don't like to do this. You can actually go back and look at the amendment in the English Constitution that they base the Second Amendment on pre-firearms. Like, mm -hmm. it's it was about people being able to have weapons in their own homes. This militia thing is, it's just flowery wording. You bring your gun to the militia. The army, they give you a gun. You've right. got to bring your gun that you have at home to the militia. So it has nothing to do with you can only have a gun to be in the militia. Yeah, just because militia and military like look the same on paper doesn't mean they're the same word. And and we're making, once again, a whole bunch of people are getting really angry with us yeah. right now. Again. Well, we got to stop for a word from our sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't even I mean... know any more anymore sponsors. Well, I mean, and also... I mean, but th that said, I mean, I do support gun control in as strict as it can possibly be. I mean, I don't think any... That's... Ex me too. Well, yeah. no, I wouldn't say as strict as it can possibly well, be. I mean, oh, not... I know. Does well, Vince Vaughn have like a shoe company? They could be our fake sponsor. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, you know, sh short of banning, because I think banning doesn't make sense to me. It just doesn't... It seems like an ineffective use of resources. Right. Well, and, and I'll argue that like even like the clip size argument there's fine arguments for that the clip size is not all that necessarily yeah it's not I, th I think social engineering would honestly do more to take gun violence down than it would than legislation would and i find Ooh, it that's scary social engineering social engineering is gonna be a good thing if you look at like jaywalking jaywalking is something that you don't see that often you do see it but it's at one point in time when cars were first becoming a thing people were constantly jaywalking because there wasn't cars the day before and now there's cars yeah <laughs> And people were getting killed all the time, uh, especially in New York City. And they tried making laws against it. It didn't work. They tried finding people. It didn't work. You know, one cop for every thousand people. Sure, he writes 10 tickets a day. That's nothing. You're not deterring anyone. So they discovered that they could start coming up with, like, catchy songs about how, like, it's lame jaywalk. <laughs> and uh, making it, like, parts of, you know, plays and 
you know, books and stuff about like essentially like why that's wrong or rude or whatever. And people just took to it and it became a thing. Like you didn't have to legislate it away. You could just sort of culturally push people in the right direction. Yeah. And our culture is so powerful now and reaches so far. I mean, gay marriage is legal, not not just because the Supreme Court finding, but because of the public pressure. Mm-hmm. Because it was just like, dude, no one gives a shit. Like people in red states don't really give a shit anymore. Yeah. Like there's gay cowboys and everyone's like totally cool with it. Like it's just fine now. We just move on. So you weren't talking about football. No, okay. no, no, not football. I have a, I have a prediction. I have a, I could be wrong. So if Trump makes it to being president, mm-hmm. gets sworn in, and doesn't get him impeached right away, and he actually gets to nominate, because there is one. Hey, hey, all you lefties who talked shit on our Democrat nominee all the way up to the election, the one that she lost with almost 3 million more votes because of the swing states, because no one could get a fire behind her because Jill Stein this and what's in her emails and all that garbage that you guys said. And lesser of two evils. Remember that lesser of two evils stuff? Well, some of us were screaming our uh, throats hoarse that there was an open seat on the Supreme Court that was not being filled. An open seat. Never in my lifetime has there been an open seat. The fear has always been that the president that gets elected will get to nominate one if one comes open. This time, it was we were voting with an absolute guarantee for a maybe 20, 25-year effect on the direction of our country politically. That's why I was mad at you then, and I'm still mad at you now. But here's the deal. Here's my prediction. Trump's got to do something to try to win the people that didn't vote for him. I think he nominates Merrick Garland. <laughs> because he was already the most conservative judge that Obama could have nominated, and he had already passed conservative muster before. Mm-hmm. So it won't even like it won't. It's just it, it takes it away from Obama. But then, as a nod to our outgoing president, and as a show that he's a president of all of us, because do you really think Trump cares? I think Trump suffers. This is armchair psychiatrist here. I've been in therapy for a while too, so oh. I've learned a bunch. No, I'm just kidding. I've learned nothing, but I have been in therapy and I fucking love it. I think he suffers from narcissistic personality disorder. I think the reason that I I, may, I mean, maybe there's might be something to some of this Russia blackmail being peed on stuff. No, he they didn't pee on him. Everyone thinking it's that Trump likes to get pissed on. It was wrong, he, nothing wrong with getting pissed on. There's not. Oh my God. <laughs> I actually heard the term kink shaming. The other day. Mm-hmm. No, no. If you like, just get buckets of piss poured on you if that's what you're into. Totally cool with it. Totally cool. The point love, is. Love sex workers. Great. Yes. The point is this. He paid prostitutes in Russia to pee on each other on a bed that he knew the Obamas slept in because he got off in knowing he, that he was causing a bed they slept in to be soiled. It wasn't even about him. Right. That is the story. That is the correct story. So this whole, I mean, then you just extrapolate it out and Mm -hmm. make a million jokes about him because you have to. It's funny. Golden. (laughs) He has ads saying that like a golden opportunity. Like Mm -hmm. there's no, yeah, you've got to do it. Destroying his brand would devastate him because that's, (laughs) again, he is, I mean, he, I think believes is a true narcissist. I mean, a lot of the. I think Putin knew this and knows this. I think Putin completely was able to dissect this person. It was like, if I compliment this guy, if I make it seem like I think he's great, he will return that favor because he is empty inside. So if you give him a little compliment, you give him a little something, he gets fulfilled from it. It's like he's a serial killer and killing is the only way he can get an erection. But he's not. He's a narcissist and saying nice things is the only way where he can feel human for a few minutes. 
Ugh. Like, so this is, I think Putin's played him well, so I don't think he does want to win the people over with info from him. I don't think he gives a shit about them. I don't think he gives a shit about the people who did Yeah, yeah, him. but he has people who are playing a longer game that are looking, trying to look ahead for more than just tomorrow. Yeah. Like, he may, I, there have to be political strategists out there that are suggesting stuff like this to him. There probably is. So that's my guess, if I mm-hmm. had to guess. But I've been wrong about everything for the last couple months. Oh, yeah. So who who knows? Going back to pick on my Bernie friends for a little while, too. Like, every time I heard after Trump won, like, well, you know, Bernie would have won. And they're like, why uh, do you think that? They're yeah, like, why? They're like, well, look at the polls. I was like, you fucking talk about polls after this fucking election. So the guy that got less votes in the primary would have got more votes in the general? Yeah. Yeah, once the Republican war machine turned on the socialist, <sighs> you think he, that would have gone well? My My mom was like... Well, here's the thing. Every person that was probably supporting Clinton still would have supported Bernie, and he would have got all those weirdos. But I don't know if all those weirdos would have been enough. Probably not. And he still would have been up against a very flawed candidate. And it's a still really, it was a really low turnout, even on the Republican side. And no emails. Comey wouldn't have been able to, I mean, Comey won the election for Trump with that email thing. Certainly. Because she was she had poll momentum up until that announcement, at which point the polls turned around and started moving the other well, way. Well, the pussy-grabbing video was still trending, mm-hmm. if you want to say that, mm-hmm. um, at that point. Yes. Like, the fact that he admits to sexual assaulting women well, he was says it's still not sexual. It's, this is locker room talk. I like to try to say the talk the way he does with this much talk. Yeah, he's <laughs> he's a peach. <laughs> no, but I mean... I, I genuinely hate him. Yeah. No, I know. My family members had said... For reasons. Like, it's not because of his race or anything. It's because of how he acts and his politics and he's oh, I a liar. Love, I love that thing where it's like, like we hate Trump the same way you hated Obama. No. But we hate, well, the thing, it was like some tweet or something that said <laughs> something like, we hate Obama because he's racist, or we hate Trump because he's racist, you hate Obama because you're racist. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> it's not the same way. <laughs> yeah, it's not the same at all. No, but there's people in my life who are saying like, well, you know, I would have voted for Bernie over Trump. Yeah, totally. Even there's all Trump supporters. Oh, and they're like, oh, absolutely. I mean, I'm not a huge fan of Trump, but he's really going to help this country out. No. And then in the next breath, they'll be like, you know, after saying they would have voted for Bernie, be like, you know, just anything to stop the stem of socialism. I was like, motherfucker, <laughs> you know, he's a socialist, right? And then you just get this weird look on their face where they realize like, oh shit, I know as much about Bernie Sanders as your average voter knew about Kasich or whatever, right. like. Oh, God, can you imagine how great a Kasich presidency would be right now? At least it would be boring. <laughs> oh, it, horrible <laughs> things would still be happening. Like, horrible yeah. Republican things would be happening. Conser- fuck conservatives. I know. I mean, uh. he's he's another one who's, like, almost reasonable. But then you're like, oh, but if you're a woman, then no, he's horrible. <laughs> and also, people who've listened, who if they didn't tune out when we were getting all fucking uh, men's rights a little earlier, just <laughs> just so we're clear. I'm not, I'm not going to speak for you, Damien. You can chime in if you want. But if it came down to a really annoying uh, uh, person of w- whatever gender or orientation telling you you were mansplaining and being wrong, but you being a total Breitbart-loving like right-winger who was correct, I'd still take their side against you because you're an asshole. <laughs> Just so we know where we fall. I don't always agree with the people on the left. And with the people who I'm annoyed with, I'm just talking about being annoyed by them. But they're my team still. Mm-hmm. Okay. No, I know. I, I, I love subversion. And I love to subvert even my own world. <laughs> like, I loved that. I'll just talk about Undertow for a second again. I, I loved that Undertow always seemed to be a little bit like, yeah, but fuck you straight edge guys too. <laughs> like, like, we'd play the yeah. pro pot benefit. And, you know, we show up at the show with the fucking green hair and dreadlocks and... 
you know, John, of course, had like a Madonna T-shirt on or something. But, <laughs> you know, we just I just liked that there was that little bit of like, yeah, well, fuck you guys, too. Yeah. <laughs> you know, fuck everyone who's not our friends and fuck our friends, especially. <laughs> but no, I, I know I I mean, it's still my team. And I just I, I care because I want a clean house. I was very yeah. I was very upset about the magical thinking, the conspiracy theories. I love conspiracy theories, but. We, oh, we're going there, dude. Okay. <laughs> and you just said subvert, so I, I'm, I'm getting ready for, for who's really subverting our reality right now. Not, okay. Not wait, wait, you finish your thought. Oh, I'm just going to say, like, I, I, you know, I enjoy all that stuff, but it, it became people's thing, you know? Like, like that was just all they cared about was, like, these crazy things, and they could be right. We've talked about this. I think I said something in the last thing. Like, when it comes to conspiracy theories, if you believe something without evidence... Even if later you turned out to be right, you were still irrational to believe it in the first place. Yes. Like, you still shouldn't have believed it, even though it was right. Like, if it turns out that this is the Matrix or that Elon Musk is right and it's all a simulation, it's insane for you to believe that right now. But if it is, and you find out later you were right, you just guessed. Wait, why is it insane for us to go along with Elon Musk? (laughs) This is one of those things. I know a lot of very smart people who give that real, like, thought. Like, there's something there. Well, it's essentially an extension of solipsism. I mean, it's, you know, solipsism is the... uh, No, once again, I was just (laughs) pretending I knew what you were talking about. Solipsism is uh, essentially the Uh, idea... Mansplain it to me. Okay. Listen, honey. (laughs) You might not have enough time in your day of (laughs) shopping or whatever. (laughs) Okay, now... Is a parody of mansplaining. No, solipsism is essentially like the belief that you were the only mind. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Like you were the only mind of the world. You could be a, a brain. That was in me a, agreeing into my cup. Yeah, yeah. You could be a brain in a jar, you know, but you yeah, yeah. you were the only mind and we are all constructs. Of I mean, mind. in a way, aren't we all just brains in jars? Possibly. No, I mean, I'm, I'm <laughs> okay. <laughs> Your head was like a jar. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I think the, 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 the hallmarks of what makes something a jar, <laughs> the lid's usually in there and no, I don't know. We... When we play a game like Minecraft mm-hmm. or World of Warcraft, are we creating? Uh, are are those lives that we're playing on the screen creating actual lives in a, in some sort of other universe that is wondering about the origin of their reality? Possibly. See, that's uh, that's just dumb. The thing that I think we but are... there are people I'm sure who believe that. The thing I think we really need to worry about with video games that we could talk about later, or is it really AI? And there will come a time where. If AI becomes so self-aware to be essentially completely indiscernible from being a human being, this is a little Westworldy here. Yeah, it would be absolutely immoral to cause a robot to suffer, even if that suffering was part of its program. This isn't a new concept, and that's the measure of a man. Star Trek: Next Generation episode, which is the best one. He's on data. Sure seen it. But data's on trial for his right. To be oh yeah that is a good one be, I remember that God I, to I, not be taken apart to discover how to make more of him and then later on he discovers that some mining drones are turning themselves off to keep themselves from being destroyed and he uses the precedent of his case to break orders and try to rescue these mining drones. That's awesome. I'll have to watch that again. It's on Netflix now. <laughs> oh cool. I don't know how that one works out. And then, of course, when he made his own daughter, then that same guy from his trial came and tried to get her because now there are two of them. Oh. And then Starfleet was going to let him. That was all. Yeah. That, that was lore, <laughs> not lore. Lore is the other one, right? Who was the girl data that he made in one episode and then she died? Dude, it's been since those were on TV the first time since I watched them. 
Bob Swift is screaming at the radio right now. Well, it's not on the radio. The computer right now, if he's listening. Because he knows. A few other people know. Yeah. A lot of people know the answer to this question. So this is a perfect... We've we've gone right into what I wanted to talk about. Okay. And you brought up Mark. Mm Mm-hmm. So probably a little bit before we recorded our episode, I was at a party. Shane's party. It was a surprise party thing. Remember? Like my birthday party? At Shane's apartment? Yeah, that's what it was. It was your thing. Okay, so there was a party Mm -hmm. that we were all at, and Mark was there. And I was trying to get him to come on the show, and I have not been successful in getting Mark to come on the show. But I can't wait for that to happen, too. (laughs) Um, It's going to be fun. Mm -hmm. Oh, man. And he said, hey, you know those bears? You know those bears, those bears in those books? You know the ones I'm talking about, and their name starts with a B? I I know. He he says, how do you say their name? I said, what, the the Berenstein Bears? He said, yeah, yeah. How, How do you spell that? So I spell it. And he's like, do you know that it's not spelled that way? And this is the first, I was aware of this phenomenon, but I had never heard it talked about the way that it was being talked about. I think the Berenstein Bear thing blew it up for people. Mm-hmm. And you know exactly what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the Mandela effect. Mm-hmm. What do you think? We didn't talk about this in your episode. We didn't, no. What do you think about the Mandela effect? Well, first of all. Because will... you are very, very reasonable about these things. Mm-hmm. And you, you believe in what confirmation bias and pareidolia. How do you say it? Pareidolia. Yeah. Pareidolia. We talked about that in your first episode. Tell me what you think, honestly, about the Mandela effect. Okay. Um, first of all, a nice little thing is that I, I talk about my family a lot, how we're very different. My little brother is super into conspiracy theories. This Christmas, this is his best one. This is his favorite one. He talked to me about it all Christmas. <laughs> Oh, so, what, the Mandela effect is his favorite yeah, yeah. one? Oh, that's okay. his new favorite one. So, oh, yeah. Dude, so. there's some great stuff. I hope people understand what we're talking about. Yeah, it's the thing where there seems to be a cultural memory or a collective memory about something. And that it seems like we almost all at once discover that we were incorrect slightly about it. Mm-hmm. Like, did, does Kit Kat have a hyphen? Turns right? out it doesn't. But yep. we all are like, I think it does. Yeah. And you start getting enough people that say that, you start being like, this is weird that we all think these things, that we all think it's Berenstein Bears and not Berenstain Bears. Like, that's weird. It was Berenstein. Sure. Here's my here's here's how I think about the Mandela effect. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Okay. Oh, oh dude, <laughs> that's seriously how I live my life, too. Because no one of us and no group of us has the ability to do a damn thing about yeah. it. Can we investigate this at all? Or do we all just decide, like, you know what? I do remember that. We all remember it that way. Well, what a lot the of, hell? Like, a lot of religious groups are using it because they're saying that this is this is Satan's plan. That they're trying to now say that the Book of Revelations. This is what a lot of these things are are in line with that. He is playing so, a long game, right? So the Mandela <laughs> effect thing is. So the whole, so you know about the CERN connection. If you mm-hmm. talk to your brother, then oh I, yeah, he's all thinks it's uh the, there's. Some, we got basically popped into a slightly different reality. So there's kind of two ways of looking at it. I like the second way. The first way, I think, is the CERN idea. The idea is that CERN is this huge super collider. Uh, well, it's an organization that has this huge super collider. And they're trying to investigate dark matter. And they're, they're starting to have success. And people are now seeming to think that our reality is changing in subtle ways. And here's the trick. If someone who was never famous and never published anything had a total change in their life 50 years ago, you don't know about it. You only know the subtle things that are, for some reason, lodged in your memory enough to remember, like Berenstein. 
The reason, one of the reasons why the Berenstein Bears was so effective in this Mandela effect is because now, just so people understand, it is Berenstain Bears, S-T-A-I-N, and it has always been Berenstain. Since the Berenstain's relatives came across a border from whatever European country they were coming from, and the border guard wrote it down, Berenstain, when he couldn't understand the real spelling of their name. It has always been, you can't dig books out of the attic and see the original spelling. There's never been a book printed with Berenstein. But two reasons, well, three reasons really, why this is a problem. Because when people started seeing that it was Berenstein, a lot of people started saying, did they change that because it sounded too Jewish? <laughs> I've heard a lot of people say that. Um, why? A lot of people are saying. Why would they change they, whoever the collective they are, why yeah. would they do that? Like, well, and that's where the confusion comes in because everybody's everybody assumes that there must be powerful Jews at the publishing company or something. <laughs> like, like you know, like the, they don't want to admit that that's a prejudice. Like they're hiding or, that the bears are Jewish. I don't know that it's maybe the idea is that in the world it would sell better with a less Jewish name in a, in huge portions of the world. Like maybe Muslim countries don't want to buy Berenstein bears, but they want to buy Berenstein bears. Okay. Like, who knows what the reasons are, right? right. Like, are they trying to, like, to sell more books? You sell the same books over again now. You know, work's already done. So there's that. But then there's people whose name is Berenstein, spelled S-T-E-I-N, who remember that the Bears had the same name as then from <laughs> when they were kids. Mm -hmm. And teachers that remember having to use the fact that it was the violation of the I before E rule using the Berenstein Bears as an example that sometimes that doesn't work. These are groups of people that don't make sense that do exist. So the Berenstein Bear one is huge. And then things like they call it the Mandela effect because people remember Mandela dying in the 90s, but he died in what, 2012? Yeah, they think he died in prison or something. And he... Yes. See I, don't, see, I don't remember most of these things. And I also... Well, there's a book. They're, they're showing these pages from a South African textbook now that references his death, mm -hmm. but it's not, it's not reporting on the death it's referencing after the fact the death and so the idea that when that person wrote that book he wasn't writing about it but he was just referencing because it was something everybody that knew happened and so they're saying that that could actually be because that wasn't a direct thing that would change because his memory would have never changed when he wrote that book that that could be proof that's one of the new things that's come up that's a stretch it's a stretch <laughs> of course it is but well and if you go back and find like message board posts from like the early like late 90s and early 2000s everyone spells it steen Sure. I mean, a lot of people think Jack in the Box, the box is actually a B-O-X, but it's actually like a B and a fish. Like the O and the X are connected. And Jack and the B-Fish? Jack and the B-Fish. That's actually Jesse Robertson calls it G J Jack and the B-Fish. <laughs> because that's what it looks like. I don't know that one. Okay, there's, a, <laughs> there's so many new ones. You know, Forrest Gump doesn't say life is like a box of chocolates. Um, they did not say, Houston, we have a problem. There's a false one in Greece. In the beginning of the Grease Lightning song... Uh, I thought you meant the country. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> in the beginning of the Grease Lightning song in the movie, uh, John Travolta does not sing the lyrics the way people remember it, but I have checked on my vinyl copy, the cast recording is different than the movie version. Oh, interesting. So people are remembering... They probably saw the movie a couple times, but they probably had the record or have listened to it. So he's like, what's that question is the part where he goes, Hydromatic... It's, he says it third on the record, but he says it second in the movie. Is, okay, is this what we're spending? Not, not you and I. Is this what the world is spending its energy thinking about? Well, yeah, about? because now everyone's looking for examples of the Mandela effect. Oh, so so here's the point. People think that experiments 
that CERN is doing mm-hmm. is causing this stuff to happen accidentally. Ripples in the timeline causing the whole multi-universe theory to overlap. And since all of our universes are exactly the same with tiny, subtle differences, supposedly. And Man in the High Castle is real popular right now. <laughs> and then, yeah, yeah, exactly. Because that's a, that's what that premise of that show is, right? There's kind a of. multiverse thing. In multiverse it, yeah, yeah. thing? Okay, that's one take on it. And then, of course, there's the devil is using CERN, or this is the devil fooling people, or it's demons from another realm, or aliens are demons, and <laughs> all of that. That could be. But then I was listening to a guy give a, a scientist, supposedly, it was on YouTube, give a little lecture. And he was talking about the idea that it could m- much more likely be time travel experimentation from, mm. a, from a future point. And this I like. This makes my brain go, okay. And he said, if I were going to experiment, I would do one small thing and see what the ripple did. And then I'd, you know, I'd have to do, there'd have to be more tests. You'd have to have a series of tests. You'd have to be able to see how much you could change and what the ripple effects were and how that affected reality. He goes, since this seems to be speeding up and we're discovering more and more, it almost seems like this is something someone's doing. Some, maybe they're even doing it in our present so that that's why it seems like it's happening more and more because they're doing the experiments now. That's interesting. And that's, that works for me better. I like it. Cool. But, okay. So what do you think the Mandela effect is a real thing? Again, I don't think it matters if it is because there's no way for me. I want to know it's if like, there's it's any like, Mandela effect that you are. It's like if someone's suspect, like, do you, think, do you think the Illuminati is real? And I'm like, maybe it doesn't matter. I mean, if there's a really a super powerful secret organization that's con- controlling s- humanity for so long, what does it matter to me? Don't you just kind of assume that there is? I don't know. I think human nature might just be enough of a Illuminati in its way. Like, I, I think we, you don't need to personify it. Like, we do enough sabotaging of ourselves. There's definitely stuff going on in secret that we don't know about. Sure. Oh, yeah. All the time. And you find out about it sometimes. And right. You find out way later. Oh, look, people back, you know, said mm-hmm. there were conspiracy theorists. But here's the thing. It's never the big stuff. No, it's never. Yeah, they were actually aliens. Although, I mean, I'm kind of into that one. At this point, go ahead. If there's aliens, just tell us. Because like, now who cares? Who gives a shit anymore? What, so here's what I've been having fun with is that I've been um, looking into Mandela Effect stuff online mm-hmm. on YouTube. And so now YouTube is suggesting crazier and crazier stuff to me. And I'm getting lots and lots of UFO stuff now. Um, there's a great Secure Team 10 or something is this person who uploads stuff. And it's all secret bases on the moon and swarms of UFOs around the planet and all kinds of amazing stuff. And look, it's so enjoyable for me mm-hmm. to like watch that stuff. And I laugh and I go, okay, it's some stuff I'm into. It helps me with like when I'm thinking about fiction writing and stuff. But who cares? Like, it's exactly what you said. I can't, it's not going to affect whether I'm going to go to work tomorrow or whether I'm going to try to do the things I want to do for the next 10, 20, 30 years of my life. If I find myself tomorrow tangled in an international web of espionage in which certain players have to be taken out for the sake of humanity and I'm somehow involved in it, things will change for me. But for the time being, it just doesn't matter so much. I mean, I guess. Are you trying to tell me something? I don't think so, but maybe. How? <laughs> well, that was kind of specific. That like, was specific. You're... So you're the guy that's got to do the taking out, right? I have no idea. Like, are you the spy? Do you feel like you got like you're an agent? I mean, maybe my level of narcissism allows allows for that. But are you kind of like a, like a born type character? I I don't think so. I mean, even when he didn't know who he was, he was still in good shape. <laughs> okay, I don't think so anyone you, would invest that much time and energy into so an agent. So you're more of an evil. <laughs> 
<laughs> he was doing the hand motion at his own self, which I can do to myself also. Yeah, so you'd be more of an evil genius sitting back directing minions to do your... You're, you're the bad guy in that scenario then. You know what my favorite story is for this kind of stuff? That I would Please I, tell it. That I think would be awesome. There's a book on... I'm totally blanking on the author's name right now. Let me come back to me. It's a horror book uh, called Carrying Comfort. And it's about essentially vampires, but not really. They're these people... And I think there's people. Actually, the funny thing is I haven't finished the book yet. I'm about halfway through and I had to put it down and now I have to pick. It's really big (laughs) and I got to start it over again. But I really enjoyed it. So I'm really excited to start it over again. It's these people that basically like drain sustenance off of suffering. Oh, okay. And they can control people, like use them like puppets. So they like, there's one, uh, one character who lived through the Holocaust and recognizes one of these guys as having been part of this part of being one of the death camps mm-hmm. and he was basically there just feeding off of the death but he, uh, this guy this character at one point had been part of a uh, a chess game that he was playing with another guy and all of the prisoners were chess pieces with weapons and they would force them like just like chess pieces to go over and just like chop someone's head off oh god it was just really brutal but the idea that they uh they've been sort of controlling the world through suffering through all these years it's just great <laughs> And it's just another one. It's like the uh, Bertram Bertram Russell's teapot in orbit thing. Have you heard of this? It's like the idea that the Black Knight satellite. You could say that you could say that there's a small teapot about a million miles from Earth orbiting the sun, mm-hmm. and it's too small for us to see. Right. You can say that's there. Oh, there's yeah. no way to prove it, and it doesn't matter. <laughs> I think there are probably people that do believe it's there because he talked about it. Probably. Like now it's manifested. <laughs> Hold on, that's a whole nother thing. <laughs> <laughs> can you can you bring things into existence that way? Hey, in the multiverse theory, is there a universe where that teapot is that doing that? See, I don't know if that's how it works. I don't know if like there's a world where hamburgers eat people. Like I don't know if that's how it <laughs> I don't know if if it follows like the Simpsons rule of multiverses. <laughs> um I believe it's I see, I don't know. This is this is something I would love to know more about too. I love it. I love the idea okay. that there's essentially just infinite universes everywhere exploding. Right. I feel that you are unwilling to denounce the Mandela effect. And I'm gonna i am I'm, I'm, I'm un- gonna take it as a win. Yeah, I'm unwilling to denounce it. Oh I don't, feels like a win, <laughs> Damien. I don't put a lot of I just don't think there's a lot of like you need to put a lot of energy towards it. Because if it is a thing, I don't believe it is I don't think it's falsifiable. I don't think you could I mean, how do you go back and be like, it was Berenstein Bears at one point because now it has changed everywhere. I've had the idea that So I okay. Is it, I mean, is it more likely? I'm I'm just going to make this up, okay? But this is how I feel about it based on no evidence. And we know what this election did with people who have feelings based on no evidence. (laughs) When they stop the experiment and we are no longer reminded of there's not new things changing, when the ripples stop, we will all adopt memories of the timeline that we're in and we will forget completely about the concept of the Mandela effect. Like the, the, this timeline hasn't had a chance to set yet. Yes. We're in the ripple. Okay. I mean, it, it, you, I'll make up something crazy. <laughs> Let's say, I mean, you can induce deja vu in a person okay. through brain chemistry. Like you can make someone just experience deja vu. So what if the pollution levels of our earth have hit such a point that for our species, we're experiencing just subtle mass hysteria on a global scale? Oh, Yes. Why not? I'm into that too. 
<laughs> I mean, I just pulled hey, that out of my ass. There's probably but... <laughs> at least as much science behind that as the idea of Nibiru, the killer planet. Oh, oh did I not pronounce it right? Planet X, it's around the sun right now. Yeah, coming this way, melancholia, coming the, at us. The physics of it are impossible. <laughs> Gravitationally, cannot exist. Doesn't work. People totally believe it. They're terrified of it. The woman who made it up in 2003, she went on the radio and told people to euthanize their pets because it was coming in a week. Why euthanize the pets? So they wouldn't have to suffer because we can't kill each other legally, but you can do something kind for them. Like, of course, I read that on the Wikipedia page. Get like about a it. get like a cinder block, like, how, or do they want you like make appointments? <laughs> she well, and then apparently she said she had put her dog down, and then when she was the one that didn't come because there isn't one, mm-hmm. and she she made this up. She said she she knows about it because of implants in her brain from aliens. She she's not a scientist, right? Or if she is a scientist. She's not using scientific means to talk about it. Right. She uh she later said that no 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 she had a dog but she didn't you know. This was in the 90s, so it's not like the internet was around, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, she So they couldn't, like, call her on it and, like, replay it immediately. But she said, no, no, she put her dog down because it had it had issues, control issues. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. But then she created this entire mythology. All these people now have adopted it. It's kind of, it's become Planet X, Planet 12. There's a guy who postulated a Planet 12. Man. A lot of these different planets. Because you know there's a lot of planets and killer satellites out there. Like this is just the most recent one, right? And some people think, well, it's all the same thing, but no, they're all de- they're all pretty definitively different. <laughs> it's like religion; just someone made up some shit, and it's really caught on. <laughs> and you just happened to be born into the right one. Yep, man, lucky you. Math is amazing. You won the lotto, sir. I have enjoyed this very much. Yeah, me too. Now, is there anything else you want to say before we close this thing up? No, I think we covered everything. I don't know. We, we didn't cover much of anything. No, we didn't cover much of anything. But we covered, we did what I wanted to talk about, I think. We, yeah. We we, di- we dipped our toes into all the, the, the dips at the table. <laughs> we double dipped. Yes. No one else is going to want to put it in this. No. Yeah, so I have been enjoying your uh, the way you've been approaching our political situation through social media. Um, keep it up. Yeah, I'm. I'm, uh, I'm backing off a little bit. I know. I for I professional worry. reasons, unfortunately. Oh, okay. I just I'm getting frustrated at everyone, and it makes me want to just like leave because I was like, you know, no one's gonna fucking call Maria Cantwell. They're just gonna share another fucking article. Like, I don't know. Is this is this any point? Did we just do this to ourselves? Do we deserve this? I, I actually think that what's getting lost in all this annoyance in the arguing is that people are being politically active and they are flooding phone lines and sending emails. They are. I mean, the thing with the ethics committee last week, Mm -hmm. the standing rock check-ins did draw attention to Mm -hmm. that situation. Absolutely. No, you're right. News. I need to remember those things. I need to be reminded of those things. We're, we, we almost train ourselves to forget things. The stuff that annoys you will seem 10 times worse than the stuff that worked because it should have. Mm-hmm. Right? Because you're just like, good, what's, what's next? And then yeah, crushed under the weight of people who just want to fight. <laughs> yeah. I mean, now we have our own tea party, this like left-wing purity test thing that's just fucking driving me What's crazy. it called, though? Does it have a name? No, because... Don't we get to co-opt something from our from American history? The Tea Party got a name because they got cosplay to go with it. Like they got to wear like fucking tricorner hats and powdered wigs and shit. And so what? There's oh man, it's got to be something. I don't know. Fucking Uber rage or something. I don't know. <laughs> fucking. This is why they win. Truly fury. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. 
I just I'm, I'm feeling very cynical lately, and it maybe it's a little bit because of today's little back and forth left a bad taste in my mouth. But because I, I I honestly try to come at these situations with you know with being as authentic with people. Mm-hmm. I believe authenticity is more important than honesty, and I try to be as authentic as possible, and I try my best not to manipulate people and manipulate situations. So I don't I try not to like use terms like passive aggressive i try not to be passive aggressive in a way that is manipulative i may be passive aggressive in a way that is northwest cultural right because we have that for sure yeah but not in a way where i'm trying to change the way someone feels while still subtly like poking at them you know i'm i'm, I'm avoiding that so it, it's just it's frustrating it's i think it's tough being in the northwest when it comes to some of the shit like this too because we are kind of dicks yeah and but, our city's fucking falling around around our shoulders, and our but mayor this, sucks. I could talk all night if you want about this stuff. But this country is full of people who suck. It's yeah. just different ways. Totally. I mean, we all suck. I mean, yeah, we. I mean, honestly, we could spend an hour on that fucking prescription bill thing. Go out on a, go out on a high note. <sighs> God damn it. Well, we do have to close it out, because this is just a catch-up. This is just a catch-up. But last time we did three hours. Yeah. This time we're coming in at, at under an hour and a half. Okay. <laughs> Excellent. Um, if there may be, I may tack on some stuff at the end when we were talking about movies. We'll see. Yeah. All right, brother. Thanks for coming out, man. Thank you. Good seeing you, buddy. Good seeing you. Well, I enjoyed that. I'm enjoying having people come back in and talk about how things have been since the last time they came on the show and about the situation that we find ourselves in now. I hope you all enjoyed that. We got into some we got into some territory on that one, and I had fun with it. Now, as usual, I've got to go correct the record a little bit. Right off the bat, I'm going to say I made fun of Damien a little bit for that gerrymander thing that he said, and uh, it turns out he was totally right. I said I wasn't going to believe it, but then, of course, I went and looked it up, and yes, he was right. Some guy named Jerry. Thing looked like a salamander. That's close enough. The other thing that I wanted to figure out is we talked about the distance to the horizon that I'd heard someone talking, and they said eight miles, and I said, well, I about 13. I've said that over and over again. So I went and looked that up, and, of course, that's not anywhere near as, as simple as anyone thinks. It's different depending on where you... The horizon line changes depending on how high up you are. So here's some basics taking out all kinds of other details at an average height of five foot seven the horizon is less just less than three miles away but if you go up on a hill or in a tower and you can get up 100 feet the horizon is 12.2 miles away that's i think where i heard the original 13 i think whatever teacher decided to teach us that was using some kind of a from a top of a building thing a scenario i have to assume because never in my life has anyone said the horizon was three miles away but then as soon as you get up an airplane it goes into the hundreds of miles uh, all the way up to for u2 pilots uh they could get up to 70,000 feet their horizon distance was 324 miles so clearly it's it it really you know a tall person is going to be able to see a, a horizon line further away than a little short person a little short person that sounds a little uh, dismissive i don't mean it i mean like someone my height yeah so i think i've got a new one of these coming up before too long but as i said maybe last episode there's a lot going on right now so i'm gonna get these out as i can please go to the nobody's knows facebook page like that follow us on twitter go to go to nobody'snows.com and go through the different pages and do all that stuff check out the stuff we've got up on there i think there's it's a lot of fun we'll keep putting content up even if it's silly Minecraft videos, because they're fun. 
All right. Talk to you all soon. This podcast is a product of the Nobody's Knows Podcast Network. Executive producers, David R. Larson and K. Drake Streetman. Music for this episode provided by Polymorph from the record Artifacts, Demos, and Debris. I don't, I don't, I don't even get the concept of fan service. Yeah, I know. It's when it's just like, I mean, there's little things like, oh, remember those guys from the first movie? There they are again. Neat, right? Like, that's not necessarily the movie, but there it is. I mean, that's, I understand that as being fan service, but it's like, what, four seconds? Didn't bother me. I enjoyed it. I mean, little moments like that. And in the other stuff, I mean, there's things that maybe could have been done better or done differently that maybe would have played out better, but I mean, fucking, you know, hindsight and not, it's a boring road to go down, honestly. You know what I've been thinking about? If a Death Star can destroy a planet, mm-hmm. why did it have to clear Yavin 4 to shoot at the moon? Like, why didn't it just blow up the whole thing? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, because the moon would be pretty fucked if the planet was blown up. It's true. I don't know. I mean, there's not... Don't... The, sci- I'm, the science I'm, of Star Wars is here's, pretty fucking here's terrible. What, <laughs> here's what pisses me off, okay? I'm 46. Mm-hmm. I saw Star Wars when I was six years old. I just had that thought last week. (laughs) What the fuck? And it's fine. I mean, who knows? Who knows why? Is it an important enough thing to worry about? I don't think I've ever heard anyone say it, though. Is the Avon 4 a solid planet? Is it a gas giant? Was there some issue where maybe... It has never been addressed by anyone in anything, as far as I know. Now I'll probably have to look this up. And I'm not recording for... I mean, this is just us talking stuff. Mm -hmm. I might tack this on the end for fun, though. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, there may be a reason, there may not be. I mean, there's still sound in space in those movies, you know? You know what I tell myself? Hmm. I tell myself it's that's the sounds they're hearing in the cockpit. That they've created computers that recreate the sounds as they would be experienced that they can hear in their headsets and in the cockpits because it would be too disorienting to have total silence. No one is ever actually in the vacuum of space. Interesting. That's how I get around all sound in space. Now, if you ever have a person <laughs> floating in space free, right, without any kind of stuff around them and they're talking and they can be heard, then I'll say, that's bullshit. But I'll go <laughs> ahead and do the plausible deniability thing. All, all the way, right. You know? I mean, it just doesn't bother me. It's like I, it's part of the fantasy for me. Did you like the way they did it in Battlestar Galactica? The new one? Uh, I didn't watch it. You didn't see any of them. Mm-mm. So when they're in the cockpits, like there's this weird muted sound. It's not that there's no sound. It's just that it's not the same volume as all of the all of the rest of the sounds in the show. So when you're seeing stuff in the space stuff, it's like muted explosions and kind of like things are when things get close, they they get close, but they never get loud. Hmm. So it's kind of a it's just a nod to the yeah okay. All right. And I mean Firefly, they did perfectly silent space scenes, but they're just there were very few of them, and I think a lot of that is because of the cost of doing them. Oh, I guess they did, didn't they? Yeah, there was never any sound. But there was sound inside the ship. Mm-hmm. No, it was a totally silent show. <laughs> <laughs> it was weird. That's people always ask why? Who screwed over Firefly? Why didn't they get a second season? But everyone forgets it was silent it was TV. Completely silent. <laughs> people don't like subtitles. It was weird. It was it was mostly sign language. <laughs> Just too progressive. We should start.